0: An evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David H.J.V.
1: Wherever you are, I want you to close your eyes and I want to pray with you. Your word is alive. Your word is spirit. You created everything by your word and you sustain all things by your word you are the reason why we are alive your word supplies us with breath enough your word is sharper than two edged sword there is power when it comes to your word we want to thank you for the privilege of gathering us Lord through this medium of the internet the Bible says that there is there is power in the air and Lord we take advantage of all those powers of the the air in the mighty name of Jesus and we send your word into homes we send your word into houses we send your word into people let your word enter into rooms Lord and let your word bring life unto the dying the Bible says for the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor to preach the gospel to liberate men in captivity to declare the acceptable year of the Lord and also the opening of prisons. As your word is coming, Lord, give us insight. Give us understanding. I come against every spirit of confusion and we declare and we decree that the atmosphere is sanctified with the blood of Jesus. The internet, we take hold of it and we declare and decree that God, the giver of wisdom, by your blood, we sanctify every Every medium and every instrument we are engaging in this moment. And my people shall hear me and understand me. Whatever will stop the going forth of the word. Lord is bound in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The word shall prevail. And it shall increase. Even in Jesus precious name. We have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight I want to talk to you about another foundational truth. Which is called baptism. Baptism, the doctrine of what? Baptism. Hallelujah. I know there's so much confusion when it comes to the subject of what? Of baptism. But tonight I believe that your life is not going to be the same. Why? Because we are coming your way with the subject of what? Of baptism. Hallelujah. And I would want you to follow because I, there's no way we can finish tonight, but I'm sure we're going to take about three extra days or three extra weeks to look at the subject of baptism. It's so detailed. It's so detailed. I want to take my time to teach certain things because the confusion in the body of Christ is too much. And certain people are gripped by fear whether if they are baptized or not, they will, go to, they will make heaven or they will not make heaven. The relevance of baptism, I'm going to address all these things. I'm going to address all those things. So I want us to read our foundational scripture from Hebrews chapter 6, the verse number 1.
2: Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection from the dead, and of eternal
1: judgment hallelujah praise the lord so we can see in this scripture there are six foundation uh, i mean truth that builds the foundation of the christian work number one is repentance from dead works number two is faith towards god number three is a doctrine of baptism number four is the laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment and eternal judgment. We are going to walk through all these things. I'm not going to leave you on the way. So that by the time you are done with this, you will know what it means to be a believer. And the pillars upon which you stand, the thing that is driving you, your hope, the eternal judgment, are you prepared for it? By the time we get there, you will know the dimensions of judgment we have. Are we waiting to be judged? Or we are being judged while we are on earth here? You will understand that our work with God, we are actually being judged every day. And one day we shall present everything before the Father. And you will conclude it. You will understand all these things. And you will see it. The word baptism, when we talk about it, we are really looking at a word that means immersing. To immerse. As long as the Greek word is concerned. The Greek word for baptism is what? Baptizo. The Greek word for baptism is what? baptism to immerse. So, when we talk about baptism, when Bible talks about baptism, it is talking about immersing something. Or immersing something into something. (laughs) Immersing. When we say you are immersing something into it, or you are submerging a thing into a thing, that means that you are putting the thing into it to the point that you cannot find any part of the thing out. It is totally buried under it. You have immersed it into it. Hallelujah. So, that the the subject, the word baptism means to immerse. Hallelujah. It means to immerse. And I want us to read uh, a scripture from Matthew 3, the verse 11 so that I can proceed from there. Matthew 3, the verse 11.
2: Matthew 3, verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water. I indeed baptize
1: you with water unto repentance. Repentance.
2: But he that cometh after me is mightier than I.
1: But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose
2: shoes I am not worthy to bear. Whose
1: shoes I am not worthy to bear.
2: He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He shall
1: immerse you into the Holy Ghost. And with fire. And with fire. He shall immerse you into the Holy Ghost and with fire. This scripture tells us that we don't have only one type of baptism. Whilst Matthew was speaking, he made a statement that John is saying that he baptizes with water. But there is another who is coming who is going to baptize with fire. Who is going to baptize with fire. So it stands to show that we don't have only one kind of word, baptism. Which I want you to understand, I want to establish this point before I dive into it. So we have we have we can understand that we have water baptism and we have fire baptism. And we understand that John is the one that does the what? The water baptism. And Jesus is the one that does the what? The fire baptism. That point must be made clear for us to understand. Apart from that, in the the New Testament, we have four different kinds of baptism. Actually, the whole Bible has about seven different kinds of baptism. Yes, you may be asking me. It's true, but I'm not going to go into all of them. I'm going to look at the four in the New Testament. The Bible says that when the children of Israel, they were crossing the Red Sea, according to the book of Hebrew, the Bible says that they were being baptized whilst they were going through the Red Sea. So that was a kind of baptism the children of Israel went through. So baptism started from the Old Testament, from the days of Moses, once they were moving from Egypt into the Promised Land. It's a transition point. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. But I'm not going to go into that. I'm going. I just want to focus on teaching on the four kinds of baptism that are relevant for our days, as long as the New Testament is concerned. So, like we have understood, there's the baptism. Of fire, the baptism of fire, which is done by Jesus, and that is what somebody will call the Holy Ghost baptism. The Holy Ghost, what baptism that means that you have been baptized with the Holy Ghost. When you come to the Holy Ghost baptism, Jesus is the baptizer, and then the person being baptized is the saint. The medium of the baptism is the Holy Spirit so Jesus takes the saints and dips him into the Holy Spirit he dips him into the Holy Spirit hallelujah Praise the Lord. apart from that we also have the water baptism or the baptism of John the baptism of John the baptism of John John the Baptist is the baptizer john the baptist was the baptizer or let me put it let me me put it well the man of god is the baptizer the medium of baptism is through the water the medium of baptism is through the water and the baptizee or the person being baptized is actually the saint so this difference must be made clear apart from that baptism those two baptisms there is another two baptisms which the bible talks about we have the baptism into the body we have the baptism into the body we call it the baptism by the spirit hallelujah
2: praise the lord
1: the baptism by the spirit or the baptism in christ the baptism in christ that is when the holy spirit takes you The the, the one baptizing you is the Holy Spirit this time. The one baptizing you is the Holy Spirit this time. But he will take you and emerge you into the body of Christ. Makes you part of the body of Christ. And the, the, the medium of the baptism is actually the body of Christ. The fourth one is what we call the baptism of suffering. Wow. The baptism of what? Of suffering. That is Luke 12, 50. Luke 12, 50. Matthew 20, 22. Luke 12, verse 50.
2: Luke 12, verse 50. But yeah. I have a baptism to be baptized. Jesus
1: with. was speaking to his disciples and this is the statement Jesus made. He said, but I have a particular baptism to be baptized with.
2: And how am I straightened till it be accomplished?
1: <laughs> and how am I straightened till it be accomplished. I have a particular baptism to be baptized with and how am I treating? What was the baptism Jesus was talking about? Let's look at Matthew 20, 22 to 23. What kind of baptism was Jesus Christ talking about?
2: Matthew 20, verse 22. Mm. But Jesus answered and said, ye know not what he asks. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of? To be baptized with a baptism that I am
1: baptized with the same now. Listen to me before you continue, man of God. Now, when you listen to the scripture, he said you don't know what you are asking for. At that time, James and John were requesting that one sits at the right hand side of Jesus and the other sits at the left hand side of Jesus. And Jesus told John and James that you see, what you are requesting for is not of so much a difficulty to me but the challenge is that one can only inherit my position or can come to my level based on going through what I'm about to go through and Jesus spoke about a cup and what what did he speak about it was the same cup that he spoke about in the garden of gethsemane so he was referring to what he was about to suffer which is the baptism of what suffering so the cross was a kind of baptism the whipping was a kind of baptism what jesus went through was a kind of baptism that he went through he was beaten, bruised crucified buried he was buried. Jesus was totally immersed into suffering and then he came up alive. He came up alive. If it is baptism, you'll be put in and you'll come out. But you don't come out the same. You don't come out the same. And so when the people, John and James requested to actually sit on the right and the left hand side of Jesus, Jesus said, you don't know what you are asking of. You don't know what you are asking of. Are you ready to drink from the cup I'm about to drink from? Are you ready to drink from the cup? I'm about to drink from Before then he had already spoken to the disciples about a kind of baptism that he is supposed to be baptized with. Child of God, let me tell you something. The the baptism of suffering. I don't I don't, want, I, don't I don't I don't want to go ahead of myself, but let me just push it. The baptism of suffering it's a kind of baptism that when you are able to endure and go through it, you will come to the full stature and measure of the Christ, you will be like him, you will you will align perfectly with him. So, after all that Paul had done, the Bible said that Paul said that that I may know him and the power of what his resurrection and the what. The, 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 the sufferings that he did what? He went through. So Paul was ready to align with his suffering and his resurrection. Why? Because Paul came to a point to realize that he had enjoyed the baptisms. He had been baptized by the Holy Spirit. But he had to go through what we call the baptism of the Christ. Which is the baptism of suffering which is the baptism of suffering Which is that is another baptism on its own so now we have four kinds of baptism number one the baptism of suffering number two the baptism into the body number three the baptism of water number four the baptism of the Holy Ghost the baptism of the Holy Ghost but I want to arrange it in the order in the order that is of importance based on my, on my prescription I want to arrange it in the order of importance because all these baptisms you are talking about none of them becomes relevant until the baptism into the body has taken effect none of them becomes relevant until the baptism into the body has taken effect now child of God when we talk about being baptized into the body of Christ is the same thing that that Jesus described in John chapter 3, the verse number 5. He said, Except a man be born again, he cannot enter. He cannot enter. So the baptism into the body is actually standing for being born again. Because it was it is just at the point of being born again that the Holy Ghost speaks you and makes you part of the body of Christ. Being born again. That is, you have been baptized into the body of Christ. You have been taken by the Holy Ghost. You have been taken by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that he that is born of God, God is spirit. So if God gives birth to you, you have been born a spirit. You have been born a spirit. The Holy Spirit brings you forth through the word of God. Jesus said, The words that I speak are spirit, they are life. You have been begotten by the spirit word. You have been begotten by the spirit word. And the Holy Ghost takes you and makes you, perfectly fits you to be part of the body of Christ. You, you, you see, you have been predestined to be a part of the body. Some of you have been predestined to be the nail of, of the body of Christ. So the Holy Ghost will take you and fit you there perfectly. He will fit you there perfectly. You cannot become, I mean, oversized or whatever because the holy spirit is the architect of the body of christ he is the architect of the body of christ so the moment you are born again you become part of the body of christ by the holy ghost hallelujah by the holy ghost first corinthians 12 13 first corinthians 12 13
2: first corinthians uh-huh. For by one spirit are we
1: all baptized glory. into one body. Did you hear that? For by one spirit are we all, whether short, whether white, whether black, whether dark, whether Asian, whether whatever, whether you live in America or Russia or wherever, the moment you become born again, the Bible says, For it is by one spirit, what spirit is that? The Holy Spirit. It is by the Holy Spirit are we all baptized into one body and what body are we talking about the body of christ we don't have two bodies of christ it is only one body of christ
2: whether we be jews or Gentiles,
1: he said whether you are a jew or gentile what he's trying to tell us is that you see that jews are actually uh the, the the israel of god the nations which have been elected by god so naturally jews are seen as the people of god The Gentiles are seen as the graced people of God. We have been graced to be part. We were once not part, but now we have been graced. And the Bible is telling us that when it comes to the formation of the body of Christ, whether you are a Jew who who is originally the the, the, the person of God or or the the people of God or a Gentile who has been graced to become part of it, he said the Holy Ghost takes the Jew and he takes the Gentile and them together for the formation of the body of Christ so the body of Christ is made up of both Jews and Gentiles it is made up of both men and women it is made up of both black and white whether we be bound or free whether we are born bound or we are free that means whether you are this you are a slave listen to me whether you are a slave or a master that's what the Bible is saying whether you are a secretary or you are the boss, the most important thing is for you to be born again. The most important thing is for you to be, to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Now, man, when, when you begin to understand some of these things, then you realize that you don't have any reason to mishandle any believer. It's because of lack of knowledge to these realities and this truth. That is why the body of Christ is not able to relate well. We have been divided, we have been we have been segregated by reason of denominational power and religion we see certain lie has taken over the truth but if the revelation of the body of Christ can come to manifestation can come to our understanding child of God I'm here to tell you that we would handle things appropriately and the Bible says that and the people is one and there is nothing that they said they had to do that they couldn't do the devil will not love the Christian body or the Christendom to become one because oneness is power and the Bible says they were all together in one place and they lifted their voice to pray and what happened the Bible says the place they were standing praying started shaking. There is power in oneness. That is why the enemy wants you to lose this revelation. But you will know it tonight in Jesus name. So the Holy Ghost will take you and add you to the body.
2: And have been all made to drink into one spirit.
1: And from that we have been made to drink into not from. We are, we are drinking into. I don't want to go into that It will take us into another thing. But we are drinking into one spirit. Is it not powerful? Let's look at the scripture from Romans 6:3 to six. We are still talking about what the baptism into the body of Christ.
2: Know you not mm. that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into His Now death. listen to the
1: word. We were baptized into Jesus Christ. We were not baptized into Jesus, but we were baptized into what Jesus Christ. Now listen to me. The baptism by the Holy Ghost the baptism by the Holy Ghost couldn't take effect until Jesus died and resurrected. Why? Because when a child or when a woman gets pregnant the first thing that forms in the womb is the head. So when Jesus came he made a statement and he said foxes have homes but bears has nests. But he said but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. The son of man has nowhere to do what? To lay his head. Not that He was not talking about the fact that he doesn't have a place to sleep. Because Jesus was coming from Mary's house. So if he had nowhere to go, he should have gone back to Joseph's house. He should have gone back to Mary's house. At least he could have stayed with Peter. Because he entered into a house where Peter's mother-in-law was. And he made that profound statement and people think that he was talking about where he was saying no Jesus was trying to tell the people that the time for the formation of the headship of the body of Christ had not yet come why because he had not yet died and he had not yet become the first begotten of the brethren so the formation of the head of the body was not yet formed and the moment the formation of the head of the body was formed a certain Christ had come out whose name was Jesus so this time he was Jesus the Christ and now his body had to be formed. So when he died and he resurrected, he told the people, he said, that as he's going, he's going to send the Holy Spirit to begin the formation of the body of Christ. To begin the formation of the body of Christ. So anybody that got born again from that point onwards, now came part of the body of Christ. Now listen to me. When Jesus rose up from the dead, you know what he did? When he had a meeting with his disciples, somebody said that, but pastor, he breathed into the disciples and blah, 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 blah. Jesus only breathed onto the disciples and the Bible says and they received the spirit. They received the spirit. Why were they able to receive the spirit? (laughs) They were able to receive the spirit because he has resurrected from the dead. He had resurrected from the dead. Yeah. He resurrected from the dead. We are being formed. We are being put together by the instrumentality of the Holy Ghost, by His wisdom, His spiritual, His divine architectural knowledge and wisdom. Which, oh, for the formation of the body upon which the head will rest comfortably. Upon which the head will rest comfortably. Hallelujah. of God, please continue with the scripture. Therefore, we
2: are buried with him by baptism into death. Therefore that we are buried with him
1: by baptism into death.
2: That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the
1: glory of the father.
2: Good. Even so we also should walk in newness of life.
1: Now listen. He said as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory by the glory of the father. <laughs> the Bible said the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead he said that same spirit he shall quicken your mortal body and the scripture is saying that he was raised up from the grave by the glory so what glory are we talking about the Holy Ghost is the glory of the Father the Holy Ghost he said the same spirit that rose up Jesus from the dead that same spirit shall quicken your mortal body and the scripture is saying in Romans 6 the verse number 3 Is said what as he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father even so, we also should walk in new life. so, we also should walk in the newness of life. So, the Bible says, Christ in me, the hope of that glory. Christ in me, the hope, the hope of that glory. It grants me the opportunity and the access to have that glory, to have a touch and a feel of that glory. The way of the Spirit, the touch of the Spirit, the relationship, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. baptism of christ or the baptism into the body of christ so that what it means is that you see it, it, it is it is far from belonging to a church i'm not talking about confirmation i'm not talking about uh whatever i'm talking about being born again being born again so you know what the bible said it said until you are born of the spirit and of the, and of the, and of the water being born again when you are born again You have been born and you have been baptized into the body of Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You don't need to have any feeling. And I'm so excited that we have to talk about faith before speaking about this. We have to talk about faith before speaking about it. Because it is by faith you must accept your part of the body part so you meet a christian brother you should know that you have met somebody who is part of what you are part of you meet a christian sister you must you have met somebody who is part of what you are part of all you see the whole body is not the same have you just said it
2: let's continue verse five verse five for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death glory we shall be also in the likeness we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection glory knowing this that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not save sin
1: so he said you must come to the knowledge of this come to the knowledge of this that we are not what we used to be we are different people when Jesus rose up from the dead he was not the same the Jesus who was dying couldn't go through war but the Jesus who resurrected walked through the war and entered the room It was not the same. Child of God, you can't be born again and still remain the same. I said you can't be born again and still remain the same. If you are born again, I'm here to tell you you are not the same again. You are not the same again. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you have been transfigured, you have been transformed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So we understand that this mighty thing happens when we get born again, the Holy Ghost takes us and puts us into the body of Christ. He puts us into the body of Christ. Wow. Wow. So that is the very first baptism that one must be baptized with. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
2: Praise the
1: Lord. Now I want us to go to the next baptism that I have actually arranged according to my understanding. Now the next baptism is the water baptism. I want to talk about the water baptism or the baptism of John. And I have explained to you that the baptism of John or the water baptism is actually uh, is purely a symbol. The water baptism is purely a symbol and it does not save us. It doesn't bring any salvation to us. we, We are not saved by baptism. No. The water baptism is a public those days there was, the, the, the disciples they didn't really have a, a, a situation where they will call you in front and they want to say I accept you as my lord and personal savior from today I declare the only public way of declaring your alignment with Jesus Christ the Lord was to be baptized publicly was to be baptized publicly that means that you are making a public declaration that from today you have repented of your sins and you belong to God. But pastor, when Jesus came, he was also baptized. Does it mean that he also repented of his sin? No. <laughs> no, because I know you will ask me. The Bible says Jesus Christ, he came to fulfill all righteousness. So Jesus' baptism in water was the fulfillment of righteousness. It wasn't for repentance. Jesus came to show us what to do. And he came to do it for us to see. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 10. The verse number four, forty-four. The verse number forty-four to forty-seven. Acts chapter ten. The verse number forty-four to forty-seven.
2: Acts ten, verse forty-four. While Peter yet spake these words, mm. the Holy Ghost fell on all all of them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision, which believed, were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the Spirit, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the
1: name of the Lord. So, man of God, before you continue, this was a time that Peter was now looking for water to baptize people who have already been baptized into the body of Christ. That's why I'm telling you that I believe that one has to be born again to even start thinking about what? Water baptism. Because it's just a public declaration. It's just a public declaration. though is a symbol. You see, doe is a is purely a, a, a symbol or a public declaration of your faith in Christ. I, personally, I have a setting mindset about this whole thing. Which I believe that by faith, it works because God sees our hearts. And our desire to do what is right. Our desire for righteousness. And he actually confirms it. With signs and wonders. Because when you come to KMC. As for almost about 98% of all the baptisms we do in church. There is certain supernatural thing that is about it. Which I, 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 I just believe God for it. There are people who I took to the water. Lays them, immersed them into the water, brought them out, and skin diseases had vanished. There are people who went into the water; they were not speaking in tongues. Entered, came out, and started speaking in tongues. Something supernatural comes, or something supernatural happens. There have been times that we have gone to do baptism, and people, the the the, the onlookers were standing there watching, and the manifestation of the supernatural provoked one of them and said, "Pastor, me too. I want to be baptized." Because they were seeing the supernatural manifestation and the power of God which was being displayed. People were falling under the anointing at baptism. Why? My faith told me that. If Jesus went into Jordan, came out, and the Holy Ghost responded, and the voice of God affirmed it, ah, kabaye le Lord, let that which happened to them, let it happen to me. Unfortunately for me, when I was being baptized, I was so much on fire, so much on fire, and I fasted three days. Waiting that the heavens will open. Waiting that the heavens will open and the Holy Ghost will come and I'll hear a voice. Something must happen like it happened to my Lord. I want everything that happened to my Lord to happen to me. And when I went, it was I was so disappointed. When I went under the water and I came out, I lifted my eyes. I was trusting to see that the heavens will open. The heavens didn't really open. I lifted my eye to remind God that I have come out let the heavens open. It was so shut. The heaven didn't open. I never understood. I was so disappointed. I never understood it until one day, many years later, then the Lord told me, do you know why the heavens didn't open for you? He said it was already open and what you were expecting was already with you. He said when the heaven opened, the Holy Ghost came down to Jesus. He said at that time, the Holy Ghost was not on earth but your time, the Holy Ghost they didn't need to come down. He was with you so he didn't need an open heaven then I realized that, oh, Charlie, I've enjoyed what my Lord enjoyed. I've enjoyed what my Lord enjoyed. So, water baptism, is it that important? Is it that important? Now, when it comes to this debate, one thing I want you to understand, I want to make this point clear. Water baptism cannot save you from hell. It does not save you from hell and does not, water baptism is not the reason why you will go to heaven. No. Water baptism is not the reason why you will go to heaven. Because if water baptism can save a man from hell, or can save a man, can help a man go to heaven, then why Jesus was dying on the cross? There was a thief who, who was dying. Two thieves were dying along with him, and one of them, I don't know where he got inspiration from, was bold enough that in his pain he asked Jesus that when you go into paradise, remember me and then Jesus said today you shall be with me in where in paradise today you shall be with me in paradise what does that mean it means that the guy died was not baptized he was buried and he was rotting but Jesus said that he was going to be with him in paradise trying to let us know that the whole thing has nothing to do with you being baptized in water so it is not about what water baptism but why is it relevant It is relevant because one, it gives us the opportunity to make a public declaration of our faith. It gives us the opportunity to make what? A public declaration of our faith. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It gives us the opportunity to make what? A public declaration of our faith. And the other thing too that it helps us to do is that it helps the conscience of the believer it helps the conscience of the believer that satan will not take advantage of of your ignorance or your lack of knowledge or satan new doctrines will not disturb you to think that you you are, you are not you are not on course because you are not born again no so since you have done that you are sure that even if I didn't raise my hands in the church and say, Father, I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior, as long as that public declaration has gone on, Jesus had received you. Hallelujah. And I believe that is a demonstration of your faith in the things of God. You are trying to tell the whole world that what Jesus did, you are also doing it. Jesus said, what I see my father do is what I do. That suggests his heart, the alignment of his heart. That suggests where Jesus' heart belonged to. So, if we are also doing what he did, then it means that we also support him. We are aligned with him. I'm connected to him. So, water baptism is important to me. One of the reasons why I had baptized with water was because the debate was so on it save it to not save it to not save it. I told my friends, I said, Hey, whatever Jesus did, I'm going to do it. If I get to heaven and it's not necessary, I don't lose. But if I get to heaven and I was supposed to be baptized and I didn't baptize, I'll be in trouble. So I want to go and baptize, and that's why I want to go and baptize. So even if you don't have any reason, look, let the fact that Jesus did it be your reason why you do it let the father jesus did it be your reason why you do it but pastor how are we supposed to do it listen to me there is no debate about this number one important thing i want you to understand is that this baptism is by immersion there are other people that sprinkle other people that do whatever other people but for me and based on the bible and the word of god that i'm reading i have never seen anywhere in the bible where they had to sprinkle for baptism it had never happened it had never happened the bible saying you may talk about the ethiopian eunuch who was sitting in his chariot. the bible said that when the word of god went to the ethiopian eunuch and he, he he was ready he gave his life to christ he was ready to be baptized the bible said that the ethiopian eunuch and philip they walked down to where water was now going down means that you are going into the valley so it means that they went to a place of a river. He went to a place of a river. It is immersion because my master and lord and savior Jesus Christ was immersed. If there was any other thing, he would have done it that way. And all the types of baptisms that I'm talking about, all of them, the four types of baptism I'm talking about, all of them has an act of what immersion. So water baptism must not be different. Water baptism must not be different you must also be immersed when jesus was baptized in death he was buried completely his legs were not outside his legs were not outside jesus they didn't put sand on him and say assume you have died assume you have died no it's not by assumption it's not by assumption he died proper death and he was buried proper burial and they placed even a stone so, if the whole thing is, is, is like being buried, then it means that we must be buried. Go his feet and come out. <laughs> you must be buried, brother. So, it is by immersion. Hallelujah. It is by immersion. John, from, from whom we, we, we are copying this, did it by immersion. That's why he must also do it by immersion. Like I told you, Jesus also by immersion. That's why you must do it by immersion. Hallelujah. The other reality I want you to understand about, uh, what do you call it? Water baptism is that I have not found anywhere in the Bible where a baby was baptized. So we don't baptize babies. We don't baptize babies. The reason being that baptism is by choice and the decision of the one being baptized to say that I am for the Lord. A baby cannot make a decision so you cannot baptize him you cannot baptize a baby we cannot baptize a baby when i read my bible if it included the master and savior of my life jesus christ the one we are all following the bible said when he was born as a baby he was taken to the temple to be dedicated so babies are dedicated not baptized so don't baptize a baby and give him a certificate as a here, to appease his conscience when he grows. oh I but oh, this is my certificate. Please, <laughs> John the Baptist didn't give certificate, but everybody knew that Charlie, you took the decision yourself and you are baptized. You took the decision yourself and you are what? You are baptized. There are spiritual conditions to be met by those who sought baptism from John. That's one thing that you must know. There are certain conditions which must be met when you are looking to be baptized by water. Hallelujah. Number one, the first requirement for baptism was given by Jesus Christ. He said in Matthew 28, the verse number 19 to 20, he said that, go ye therefore and teach all nations, that he said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So the first thing one has to do before baptism is to teach. Teach the person to understand what he's about to do. Teach all nations let them come to the saving knowledge and they have an encounter with the grace. When that is done, teach them and baptize them. Hallelujah. The Lord. Go ye therefore into the the, 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 the the nations and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Then afterwards, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command thee. So we start with the teaching and then we continue after baptism with teaching. Hallelujah. Acts 2 41 says that then they that gladly receive his word were baptized. What is it? They were taught before they were baptized. I'm talking about the requirements of water baptism. The confusion in the body of Christ because we don't follow systematically some of these requirements but they are, they are stipulated clearly in the word of God. Acts nineteen five, He said, when they heard this, they were baptized. What did they hear? They heard the teaching. Acts 16, 14 to 15. Acts 16, 14 to 15. A certain woman named Lydia let me skip it. Attended unto the things that were spoken of Paul and she was what? Baptized. Sp- Paul spoke certain things She heard it, she took it, she obeyed it and now she was baptized. So before every baptism of water proceeds what? Teaching. You must be taught. The second requirement for baptism of the type of John is repentance from sin. It's repentance from sin. Peter stressed this during his sermon on the day of Pentecost. Peter made it clear. He stated it categorically clear under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Peter had no words on his own. Whatever Peter preached on the day of Pentecost was not some sermon he prepared because that guy couldn't even answer a little servant when he he was accused that I mean he was told that he was part of Jesus' crew. He couldn't even answer but on the day of Pentecost, this is what Peter said. He said, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Under the influence of the Holy Ghost, Peter told them, repent and be baptized. So before baptism is repentance. For so baptism is repentance. Already we've spoken about repentance. If you want to know about it, go to the podcast, David do audio podcast, and the messages are there so that you can keep update with whatever we are doing. Baptism, I mean repentance from dead works. So without repentance, you can't do you can't do baptism. Number three requirement for water baptism. Number three requirement for water baptism. I'm sure maybe after this session, we we, we should start receiving uh, 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 people in for water baptism. You don't need to belong to a particular church to be baptized. No. The Ethiopian eunuch was not in Philip's church. He was passing to his church somewhere and Philip met him on the way. Baptized him and told him go. Hallelujah. The number three thing that you will need to know or to, to have for baptism, the condition to meet for baptism is to believe. Faith. To believe. To believe. To believe hallelujah and he said unto them Mark 16 Mark 16 the verse number 15 to 16 Mark 16 the verse number 15 to 16
2: and he said unto them go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every And he creature.
1: said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, he that the word believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So what this scripture means is that if somebody does not believe, he is not qualified to be baptized. So another major requirement for baptism is to believe. That is why people can go into baptism and come out and before you realize, the day they were baptized, that was the night they slept at their boyfriend's house. That was the night they slept at their boyfriend's place. But he that believeth and is baptized, is that he shall be saved. So, baptism does not go before believing. No, believing precedes baptism. So, if you are dealing with somebody and he's not ready, he doesn't believe the whole thing, don't worry yourself to baptize him. Don't worry yourself to baptize him. Hallelujah. And the fourth thing that you must also, requirement you need to be baptized is a good conscience towards God. Wow. A good conscience towards God. Peter compares Christian baptism in water to the experience of Noah and his family, who were saved from judgment, as they entered into the ark. Let's look at the scripture at First Peter 3, the verse number 21. First Peter 3, 21.
2: The light figure, whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, mm-hmm. not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, mm-hmm. but the answer of a good conscience toward God.
1: The by answer the re- of a good conscience towards God, by the resurrection, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So, Peter was trying to tell us that when we are baptized, it doesn't cleanse us from sin. That's what I was trying to say. That it doesn't make you, baptism doesn't make you holy. It doesn't make you holy. Peter dismisses any idea that the purpose of baptism is any kind of cleansing of the physical body. He says that the condition of Christian baptism is the inner relationship of the believer's heart toward God. And he calls it what? Good conscience towards God. Good conscience towards God. Hallelujah. So, beloved, you look at this and you realize that it is not just anything literal that you take it for granted. And it it is not just a church uh, uh, what do you call it? Doctrine or should I say church doctrine? It it is a Bible doctrine. The baptism is not actually a, a thing established by man. It was actually established by scripture. And you need to be baptized. If you are not baptized, I will encourage you that it is wisdom to do it because your Lord did it. But if you have not done it, I don't know, I don't know whether it will subtract any mass from us in heaven, but I've not been to heaven before. When we get there, we'll know. But what I know on earth, I will not deny you from knowing it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe you are really getting blessed here. Okay, sure. So we have seen this and sometimes it is the choice of God to actually packet with all those supernatural manifestation. This is teaching service. This is kingdom size service. That is why I've taken my time to really handle these things step by step. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, we have understood that today we have dealt with two, the two, two types of baptism. Next next week, I'll continue with the other two, and then we will proceed from there. I'll continue with the baptism of the sufferings of Christ. The baptism of the sufferings of Christ. Oh, mala bakata. The baptism. Where, oh, then you will understand that <laughs> the, the, our Christian work is in levels. Our Christian work is in levels. If it is not in level, Paul wouldn't meet Jesus Christ on Damascus. And come and meet uh, the the apostles. Be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And still come back and say that I may know him. And fellowship in his suffering. And the resurrection of his power. That I may know him. The resurrection of his power. And the fellowship of what? His suffering. So Paul was saying that. I want to be a partaker of the suffering. I also want to be baptized with his sufferings. I heard a story by St. Francis Assisi. When he prayed. And fasted, and waited upon the Lord, demanding that all the sufferings that Christ went through, all the stripes the source, should appear on his body. <laughs> and one day, all of a sudden, he started receiving all the stripes and everything, and he was dying. He couldn't ride on his horse again. I'm talking about St. Francis of the Anglican Church. He couldn't ride again. It is not easy, so, I, I don't want to touch it now because if I if I touch it, we, we, we're, going, we, we're not going to finish. So, next week, same time, I'm really, really going to take time and really talk about the other two kinds of baptism. The baptism of suffering and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is when Jesus takes you and immerses you into the Holy Spirit. And then, the baptism of what? Of suffering. When you are given the privilege by the Father to partake in the fellowship of His suffering. To partake. Go through martyrdoms and all those things. So we have understood this morning, this evening about the baptism of the body of Christ. Into the body of Christ and the baptism of water. God bless you for joining me. God be with you.
0: For listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share with your friends, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit KMCworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.